Bunsen, Dolly, Internal, Why do we need Patrick, Oscar, Isaac, Transplanting, Nick. Oh, Steve, how are you doing? It's I'm all right. It's a cup of COVID. Guess what I did at the weekend? Um, uh, probably. Let me guess. You rolled out of bed late. You ate a croissant. You had a coffee. You scratched your ass, and then you did some intense grant writing for eight hours and slept two (laughs) hours, and then woke up on Sunday and did exactly the same. Do you know what? There's some there's some truth to all of those things. But uh, also on that on Saturday night, I went into one of those flotation stasis orbs, those what? sensory deprivation tanks. Have you what heard of those? Did someone well, buy you a gift or something? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> um, so I went down to Islington. I, I was thinking of. I thought you, you'd appreciate it. So I went down to Angel. And this is like you go in. Everyone's no one's wearing shoes, and they've all got kind of long hair and like hemp clothes. And you know, speak to you in an extremely calm manner at all times. Yeah. Um, anyway, That's nice, you get man. into this, you get into this big salty bath, and then like you close the lid, and it's all he, it heats up to body temperature, and they turn the lights off, and you're so supposed is it, to like it body temperature to begin with. Yeah, isn't it cold? Whole, well, it, no, because it's like obviously the air temperature outside is is obviously a bit is a bit cooler than than right, body right, temperature. Right. But the and water's already warm. You just said it heated up to body temperatures. I was imagining you get into sort of an ice bath and it's slowly. No, 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 no. So it's already it's already a body temperature. Okay. And you yeah. go in and you like close the lid, right? And uh, and then it's got this like kind of calming music in it. And then you turn off the light, and then slowly the calming music fades out. And then you just like float in the dark for um, for an hour. And you're actually you floating. This... You're actually floating. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but your ears go your ears go in the water and get no, water they, in your ears. <laughs> no, they give you these little like paraffin plugs to put in your ears so you don't get any water in your ears. But you float with your head back, you haven't got like a sort of fl- a floating pillow. No, there's I a think really I'd high... insist on I'd insist on a floating head pillow. No, but there, there's really high salt content in the water, so you're actually quite buoyant. Right, okay. So you, okay. You, know, you don't really have to um it's so much so that if it gets in your eyes, like it did with me, because I was splashing about. Uh, it really hurts and you have to get out and clean your face doesn't it cause um, like skin chafage or like because salt water sometimes it's a bit yeah. like irritating and also like it sort of suck water out of your body like a kind yeah, of so, you know what they, i mean they, we did potato in salt water and it went nasty they, they do yeah that's exactly how i felt but they do say that you're supposed to not like shave for 24 hours before you do it for exactly that reason so well, you've you, already the, sidestepped all of the you've already my seen morning the, the landline routine would be out the window then wouldn't it <laughs> absolutely <laughs> but anyway you go in and you're supposed to be this kind of transform transformative thing where you're supposed to like you know you know get a, a, an insight into kind of parallel dimensions or like a big you know personal epiphanies I just felt like, you know that, you know, in, uh, do you know what my experience of, of it was at the end of it? It came out, everyone's supposed to feel really relaxed. But I just feel, remember in Flash Gordon, where they try and brainwash the science dude, and he says he tries to stay sane just by reciting the periodic table. That's Absolutely. exactly what I did. Yeah, that's exactly what I did, Nick. I just thought about work for a man. whole hour. For a whole hour, it was brilliant. I didn't have to think about anything else. I could just, like, focus on some science. Dude, have you thought about seeing someone? I mean, that's slightly obsessive behavior like you're no. trying to do it to stave off other other invasive thoughts exactly something. exactly <laughs> it's not healthy mate <laughs> want to get that I... checked out 
<laughs> what, what just, let your mind, like just let your mind wander. Don't yeah, recite the periodic table. <laughs> I didn't. I, I just was like, it, it, I didn't get any of the kind of epiphanal moments. I did try and engage with it, but I just it just felt like a kind of salty bath, you know. Um, I think what I try and do in those situations is I stare at the back of my eyelids, and then I start to feel like there's a huge dark space. And, well, you can't, you can't and see it, I, it's completely, completely pitch black. No, that, no, at the well, back of your eyelids, you've got your eyes shut, but you can yeah. see features sometimes. And if you stand, set, stare for long enough and you stare into the blackness, shapes start to form, dancing patterns, and it yeah, becomes fascinating. No, then that's when you push that out, push it out of your mind and then you think about other things. What, what was, was cool, it was so quiet that I was kind of practicing holding my breath because, uh, and, and when you hold your breath in that quietness, I could hear my eyes blinking. You can hear them go because it's so quiet and your brain is like looking for any stimulus it can get. What's this got to do with COVID, Steve? Nothing. I was just saying, it was just kind of, it, because it <laughs> got me thinking, well, it got me thinking about science and I wanted to talk to you about- um, Do they sterilize the water properly? Yeah, they do. I, I, it's a new water every time. It's like a big bath right. is what it is. Anyway, um, what I wanted to talk to you about was well, one of the things I was thinking of as I was floating in my hermetically sealed stasis orb was um, was uh, you know how people complain about COVID that the, the effects that we're doing are, are not um, proportional to the um, to the cost. So, so cure, so lockdown, cure, is, cure is worse than the disease itself. Uh, indeed, yeah. Well, particularly our, our preventative measures that we've gone through. And I was, it got me thinking, like, you know, well, obviously the NHS has to make decisions about, you know, the cost, the value, the value of a human life all the time, right? You know, because obviously, you know, for instance, if someone says, like, I've got a drug that costs £250,000 and it can extend someone's life by a week, you know, like, does the, does, does the NHS buy that or does it take that £250,000 and invest it in other areas to try and help more people that might be able to extend their life longer? Well. Yeah. There's there was a briefing written by by Nice, the um, National Institute for Care and uh, Health and Care and Excellence, uh, back in 2013, called "How Nice Measures Value for Money in Relation to Public Health Interventions." So yeah. they, they've been they've been working they've been beavering away, um, uh, thinking about this problem for years, obviously prior to um, to, to COVID, and, and I just wanted to quote a comment a, a sentence from it to you. It says. So it uses this term Q-A-L-Y, which is the quality adjusted life years is the term yeah. they use. They say, generally we consider that interventions costing the NHS less than 20,000 pounds per quality adjusted life year gained are cost effective. Those costing between 20,000 and 30,000 per quality adjusted life year gained may also be deemed cost effective if certain conditions are satisfied. See section 6.4.1 of the methods for development of the NICE public health guidelines, right? So- I'm glad so, you read so, that last bit just for the context so people will refer to the precise section, which Well, is just quote. so people know I haven't made this up, they can go and look <laughs> it up themselves, right? So so what that says is the NHS values a human a human life at 30 grand a year. That's what that, that's what that, that's what that number means. Crikey, and so, that's quite low. Well, think about it, right? So the cost of the lockdown so far, and we're kind of in at the end of October now, is just over about 215 billion pounds in the UK, which by the knife de definition would mean that we'd have to have saved 7 million lives to make it cost effective under the NICE guidelines. So like, so, so, so actually <clears throat> the economics of it, I suppose, according to their own definition are vastly inflated. Obviously that's per year. So those 7,000 lives, 7,000, 
life years is what seven million life years is what we what we've should have saved. Well, I think the um, argument isn't the argument that if you, it's not just about the lives saved. It's also about the sort of systemic problems which would result in health services if we didn't do anything because these sort of hospitals would be totally effed. You know, if we just well, they, had well, they this weren't. Massive... They weren't. Were they? they no, weren't. but why? Weren't why close. weren't they though? Why weren't they? No, I agree. I'm just saying that like, we locked them down. I'm saying like down. I'm saying we should have saved seven million people. Save for the sake of argument, we've saved, uh, you know, um, forty thousand lives, fifty thousand lives. It's five million quid a person versus what it should be a forty, thirty grand a person. So no, no, but what the point? But the, what I was kind of saying is that if you had not done the intervention so you'd not incurred that cost by not locking down because most of the cost is by locking down right yeah if you haven't locked down then a hypothetical situation would be the nhs is totally screwed absolutely decimated and then the cost of that might be much higher i i might right and i would agree if that number was 10 but it's a thousand it's a thousand fold more expensive than their their own clinical guidelines so so i don't know i'm not i'm not saying i'm not a person not imposing my views either way i'm just saying that the numbers just don't are are massively in favor of the people that say maybe we have over over stressed the importance of it you know um and and, um but yeah but 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 i think it's interesting that you know people you know bandy these things around kind of qualitatively but the nhs does try and actually think about these numbers and and you're right thirty thousand quid a year doesn't seem much but you know when you integrate it over everybody you know, there's not, it's not just pool. It's, it's not just the NHS. It's councils as well. It's things like putting rain railings at junctions. That's all done on that sort of economic cost. You know, how many mm. people die on this road in a particular year, and is that number of deaths worth the investment in a Pelican crossing? So all of these calculations are going on all the time. And I thought the value. I'd I remember going to. I can't remember what it was. It might have been at one of those speed awareness courses when I got done speeding and I think the value of a human life I thought was somewhere between 70 and 80,000 that's what they put on it well that's maybe the uh, DVLA does but you know those 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 misers at um at the at nice say no 20 and 30 you'll be push it You'll be uh, you'll be um, you'll be doing talks on lockdown skeptics next. I'll look forward to Woo-hoo! it.